Kamusta Katanoomers? Welcome to Tanum Tuesdays, a podcast where we talk to folks around the Philippines about their gardens, farms, food forests, and anything and everything about Tanum, which means plants. Here are your Katanoomers in this podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Chinkin. I'm Marcel. And I'm Albert. And now, on with the show. Hello, Katanoomers, and welcome to another episode of Tanum Tuesdays. In today's episode, we're sharing with you my interview with Ms. Leia Santiago of our Farm Republic in Mangatarem, Pangasinan. In late 2019, I had the privilege of teaching farmers about digital storytelling under Smart Communications Digital Farmers Program. It's in partnership with Pro Media Foundation, an NGO I've worked with before and continue to support. The Digital Farmers Program is a nationwide project, and for the Region 1 leg, we did it at Miss Leia's farm. I helped train farmers to use their smartphones and online apps so they can share their own stories and their knowledge around farming. So for this podcast, Miss Leia was on top of my wish list of people to interview. She's a very energetic agripreneur who runs OFR not only as an organic farm, but also as a learning site and an agritourism spot as well. She used to be a civil servant in Marikina, but retired before she turned 40 to focus on her family's farm in Pangasinan. On the day of her interview, I caught her in the middle of facilitating a test for farmers as part of their continuous training and scholarship under TESDA. Since my last visit, they've also built a small building where existing and aspiring farmers can read books and flyers about farming. So even in the past few months that we've been on lockdown and on quarantine, seems like it's been a very busy year for our farm republic. I'm so excited to share this interview with Miss Leia Santiago. Miss Leia, sinin ko po sa inyo yung mga tanong namin. Eh, yung mga kaibigan kong mga taga-bacolod sila, base. Kung magalhat kami nagsistart lang mag-garden, mag tanim-tanim, hindi pa po kami yung full-fledged farmers. <laughs> Pero we're very, very interested. Nakikita mo po ba sa Facebook, ang daming nag-gardening ngayon? Marami na. Plant, plant, plant. Yes, exactly. And it's very, it's very nice to see that change or that transformation in a way, even if it's in a, a difficult circumstance, diba po? Kamusta po kayo dyan? Anong, anong situation niyo dyan? Uh, the past couple of months? Oo. Uh, well, una, kasi diba, ang, ang farm is, uh, ang ano naman talaga namin, ang talagang ginagawa namin is nagtatanim. So, hindi na sa amin bago yung uh, kailangan mo magtanim para may kainin. Pami, talagang nasa farming kasi ang unang uh, gusto namin mangyari is makakain kami ng safe no? at masarap na pagkain. That's the real reason kung ba't kami nagturo ng Our Farm Republic. So, hindi na kami nag-a-adjust. Ang problema lang is, syempre, it's a DOT-accredited farm tourism site. Doon, nako, malaking bagay kasi yun eh. So, medyo nabawas, nabawasan yung income dahil nga hindi na bawal na lumabas, no? bawal mamasyal. So, malaking bagay yung income na nakukuha namin doon. Plus, yung training... Ngayon pa lang nag-resume after the declare tayo, uh, na declare na may pandemic. So unti-unti uh, binubuksan na uh, payag na ang IATF as long as we follow the safety protocols 
Tapos, syempre, yung dami, na, na, na nabawasan eh, 50%. Yun. So, doon naman. Pero yung mga workers namin, um, mga taga dito lahat eh, kasi yun ang idea namin, ang unahin namin bigyan ng uh, trabaho yung within the community. Pero lang kaming dalawa na tagadagupan, pero okay lang, kasi hindi naman sila umalis. Nagpapadala na lang sila ng, 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 ano nila, ng kanilang salary sa kanilang mga anak. But so far, so good. Nakakapag-adjust, no? Bawal lumabas. Okay lang sa amin kasi nga, we're farmers. So, kahit na hindi kami pwedeng bumili sa grocery, may kakainin. Kahit yung mga tao ko, meron kaming bigas, meron kaming source ng gulay, meron kaming baboy, di ba? Native pigs na napaka-healthy pa. So, uh, magkakagulo na lahat sa dahil sarado, walang makain sa amin, meron. At meron pa rin kaming kahit pa paano na share sa iba. Lalo na yung mga frontliners, nagbigay kami ng calamansi, vitamin C. So, kasi yun yung kailangan eh, di ba? Para ma-boost yung immune system mo. So yung mga sobra, yun nga, nakakapagtaka. Or siguro it's a blessing. Kasi nga, kung kailan may COVID, ang daming harvest. So sabi ko, sayang no, hindi, hindi na ano ng mga naglalakbay-aral, ng mga nagpipick and pay. Pero hindi rin sayang kasi yung iba pinoprocess. Yung cousin ko, masipag mag-process. Ginagawa niyang ice cream. Nagawa niyang cake. Yun. Tapos yung iba, nasi-share din namin. So, okay lang. Okay lang din. So, we're okay. We're good. And we're coping. Ang galing. Actually, yung sinasabi niyo po nga na kahit anong mangyari, may makakain kayo. That's the dream, di ba? That's the dream oh. that we have self-sustaining gardens. Uh, we're living a self-sustaining life. Nako, wish ko po yan talaga. <laughs> ano pa yung background ninyo? And then how did you end up doing all these amazing things? Okay, nung late 1990s, na-purchase na namin tong property na to. Pero lahat kami Manila-based. So parang ano lang kami, uh, weekend farmer. Kung may time, no, walang trabaho sa Manila, sasama ako sa parents ko. Kasi I used to work for the city government of Marikina. Uh, I got elected uh, as an official 1992. So from SK, naging Barangay Kagawa, naging Konsihal. And then hanggang sa umayaw na ako sa legislative work, sabi ko sa boss ko, sa mayor namin. At that time, uh, the wife of Mayor Fernando, Bayani Fernando, MMDHE. Sabi ko, yoko na, pagod na ako. Sabi niya, wag muna, try mo executive. So I was lucky enough, she gave me a break, inappoint niya ako to handle uh, parang three offices, tourism, trade, and investment promotion plus cultural. So, malaking bagay yon Kaya ako siya binabanggit kasi yung disiplina, yung work ethics ng mag-asawa, grabe. So, hindi titigil hanggat hindi natatapos ng mainam, maayos. So, nakuha ko yon hanggang sa pagpunta ko dito sa farm when Bayani Fernando ran for vice president. Uh, nakita ko yung, nakaikot ako sa Pangasinan, nakita ko yung potential niya for agritourism. Kasi kung ganda-ganda, ang yaman-yaman as compared to Marikina na wala naman makikita kundi ano, giant or fish at saka sapatos. Pero <laughs> nag-ibenta namin siya sa mga naglalakbay-aral sa konsepto ng good governance. So people flock to Marikina to learn about good governance. So sa ko, bakit hindi pwedeng gawin dito sa Pangasinan? So nagkaroon ako ng idea. Sa ko, yung farm namin na meron na kami mga tenants before. Sa ko, kung mag-sustain na ako dito for good, aayusin ko to na malakas pa ako, I still have the energy, bata-bata pa ako, para gawin ko yung nasa uh, vision ko. Which is, ko, dapat yung farm, it should earn at the same time, uh, lahat ng mga gusto namin kainin sa pamilya, no, sa mga relatives ko, 
makain namin. Kasi yun naman ang purpose yun. Nag-farm ka, tapos hindi naman kumikita. Eh, kadalasan ganon. Yung mga taong bumibili ng lupa, tapos pinapaubaya lang sa tenant, walang nangyayari. Laging sinasabi ng tenant, luge, binagyo, uh, nagkaroon ng problema sa peste. So, nakita ko yun. Kasi kami sabi ko, bakit parang lagi na lang wala tayong masyadong uh, naka-harvest. So, when I came here, sabi ko sa boss ko, total naman, tapos na ang term mo as mayor, yung vice mayor ko naman. Ako naman. So, sabi ko, yung family ko naman. So, nung ano yan eh, I think that was in 2010, August, no? uh, tamang-tama bago na yung mayor, nag-decide na ako to retire early at the early at an early age of 36. Yung ko na ng Manila life na puro traffic, no? na tsaka laging hurry, 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 madali, madali. So, pagdating ko dito sa farm, masyado namang laid back. Yung mga farmers, parang sabi ko, ha, lahat sila lagi nilang siesta time. Kasi ko, parang maganda yata mag-lagay mag, ano, mag, uh, tayo ng sistema, ayusin natin. Tapos at the same time, ma-impose yung discipline sa trabaho. So, nandito ako, hindi ako mukhang farmer, maputing-maputi pa ako noon. Kasi nga, <laughs> diba, office work eh. Yung, yung, yung ano ko eh, yung, quench, yung, 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 yung gusto ko, yung uhaw ko sa kaalaman, nandun eh. So, dahil galing kong gobyerno, alam kong mangulit. Yun yung sikreto actually. Mangulit ka. Kasi pag hindi ka makulit, sa dami ng taong nangangailangan, hindi ikaw ang ipaprioritize ng government. So that's what I did. Uh, sulat ako, email ako, punta ako personal, in-explain ko, say ko gusto kong mag-organic. Kasi uh, kung gagawin ko din naman tong farm, which is dati, before ako uh, nag-take over na pagmamanage, chemical siya eh, di ba? Pag nagpunta ka dito sa Pangasinan, dito sa part ng mga terem, puro rice. Lahat ng mga nagpa-practice dito, chemical, they're using chemical. Kasi puro rice, 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 rice. At walang pahinga ang lupa. E nakita ko yon sa ko nakukawawa yung lupa, yung lupa ang nagpapakain sa tahalaman. So sabi ko, okay. Nagpaalam ako sa parents ko, sa ko, I'll take over. Sabi na, anong alam mo? Wala kang alam. Sabi ko, hindi eh, pali. Mas maganda nga yung walang alam eh. Kasi, disidido ako matuto. Yon, so very practical lang approach ko diyan. Nag-aral ako, uh, nagpakilala ako sa gobyerno kasi alam ko meron silang responsibilidad na tulungan ng mga tao, ang mga constituents nila. Nagpunta akong ATI, DA, and nag-aral ako sa Costales, yung mga private institutions na you have to pay to, to learn. At the same time, ako uh, ako yung tipo ng tao na pag inaral ko, gagawin ko agad-agad. Tapos pag pumalpak, tatanoy yung sarili ko, ba't palpak? Ano kayang, anong kulang? So, so yun, sandali ah, sandali lang. Ayan, sorry, may, may ongoing construction sa part. Yun, so, okay lang po. Aral ako, ayan, um, luckily, one of, the few, uh, one of the institutions na napuntahan ko is ATI. Ang ATI, uh, libre siya, nagbibigay siya talaga ng free training. So, even kayo, Diba? Sa regions nyo, you can actually attend any seminar na bigay ng ATI. So, eh, lahat siyan uh, on farming, on gardening, on uh, livestock. Punta lang kayo sa nearest ATI branch, no? At dun, attend kayo kasi sayang eh. Ang daming mga speakers na magagaling. At as it's free. Agricultural Training Institute. And yun talaga yung mandate nila po, to train people. Yes, that's their role. To mm. give free trainings to the farmers, relevant trainings. So, one, one of the few people na na-meet ko, yung director mismo, tapos sabi niya, oh, kayo mga farmers, maging learning site kayo. 
So, syempre, alam mo naman ako, research, research, ano yung learning side, ganyan. Apply ako agad. And nakakatawa naman kasi he challenged me. Sabi niya, ang layo ng kurso mo, behavioral science, ah. Ba't ka, ba't magustong mag, mag-training? Sige, sir, pinupuntahan na farm ko. Wala akong confidence to teach kasi hindi naman agriculture ang background ko. But I really want to help. Kasi nakita ko, isa sa mga uh, problema ng mga farmers is yung gastos. Gastos sa mga pesticides, no? And it doesn't help them also. Yung kalisugan nila, nakokumpiyansa, di ba? So, sa'yo kung gano'n, anong, anong pwede kong gawin para officially ma-recognize ako at the same time, yung yung confidence ko ma-boost. Sabi niya, oh, sige, attend ka ng season-long, sabi niya, season-long farmer feed school. Eh, ako, hindi ko naman alam ko ano yun. Oo, ako kagad. Yung pala, you have to stay there sa API. Tapos mag-aaral ka ng batagal from land preparation to harvest. So, season long is about four months. Ganun katagal. Swerte lang ako. Kasi nga, sobrang challenging eh. Dahil ang mga kasama ko, mga extension workers. So, these are graduates of agri-engineering, agriculture, Eh, may exam. Nako, first few weeks, bokya, zero. Eh, tanongin ba naman ako, anong order ang ganitong insekto? Dinalagay ko, out of order. Sulat <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> na yung scientific name ng kamatis. Sorry ko, oh, oh my God, God. botany. So, yun, talaga sa'yo, ay, hindi ako pwedeng mabokya dito. Sa kung ganun, baga-aral ako. Sa kung ganun, kung sila nag-aaral ng regular lang, ako dodoblihin ko, magpupuyatan ko to. So, yun na nangyari. Um, nag-aaral ako, hanggang sa bahay bit-bit ko, pag hinahaiyan na ako ng kamati, sabi ko, like ko persikum esculentum. <laughs> Doon ako talaga naging, na, na, namulat na ang isang farmer, hindi ka lang pwedeng magkasyang, ikaw lang yung magaling, ikaw lang yung mahusay. Kailangan i-share mo yan sa mga katabi mo. at i-share mo sa lahat. Kasi sabi nga nila, yung best practices mo today, baka bukas hindi na best. May mas best pa. So yung yung values na na-instill sa akin ng API, andyan, hanggang ngayon na isa na akong farm school. So yun. So talagang okay. gusto ko talaga hindi lang ako. Kasi sabi ko, ang hirap kaya yung ikaw lang yung kumakain ng masarap, tas may naka, may kumakatok sa gate mo at sabing, palimos, pahingi. Ayaw mo nang gano'n, ba? Diba? So gusto mo, kumakain ka, kumakain din siya. O di, walang problema. Walang mamamalimos, walang walang kakalamang sigmura. Pare-pareho kayong busog. The idea is, ito ko, yung farm namin, syempre, may mga prutas, may mga tanim na gusto kong kainin, na kahit anong mangyari, masustain yon kami, pamilya ko, ba diba? At the same time, gusto ko, kung ano man technology yung meron ako, at sa palagay ko, it works, isi-share ko sa iba. Ang galing. That's very, very inspiring, actually. And it all comes from, yun nga po, hindi man lang siya dahil may technical background kayo. It's a lot about curiosity na gusto mong matuto, yung may willingness na mag-aral at maging, kasi para po kayong sponge na lang eh, diba po? Parang, you just absorb everything. Yes, oo. What I'm slowly learning then po about plants, and I'm very, very, very new to this, um, it's it's both art and science. Yes, agree. Yung lahat po ata ng farmers, parang naiintindihan yung balance na, na yun, ano po. Natutuwa po ako kasi lumabas po kayo dun sa you're just farming. But you actually have a learning site, and then you have an agri-tourism part of it. 
And then you really expanded in just in a decade. Kilala na rin po kayo dyan sa Region 1 as also a, a resource speaker. What motivates you to do all this? Sa paligay ko kasi yung, yung, yung it's very challenging, no? Uh, yung bang, bakit sa ibang bansa, pag sinabi mong farmer ka, ginagalang ka, matas ang tingin sa'yo ng tao, tsaka may kaya ka. Dito, nung pinasok ko yung agriculture, in truth, nung malita ko, sabi ko, dalawa yung uh, occupation na ayoko, psycho-teaching, kasi sabi kong ganun, uh, hindi lahat ng teachers uh, nakakapagturo ng maayos. No? Ang hirap, it's a noble profession. And then, second, psycho-farming, kasi biro mo mabibilad ka sa araw, tapos pupunta ka sa putikan, so ang hirap. And psycho nga talaga si Lord, may sense of humor, eh. yung dalawang profession na yon ginagawa ako ngayon. So I think yun yun eh. What motivates me it's eh. Kasi na-challenge ako masyado. Sabi ko, bakit yung ibang bansa ganun? Bakit dito hindi? Hindi ba kaya yun? Eh, may mga role models na akong tinitingnan like si the late Ronald Costales. Hindi rin siya agriculture ang background niya. I think he's into IT. Pero naging successful siya. So sabi ko, if these guys can do it, bakit hindi ako? Tapos sabi kong ganun, sayang din. Kasi may properties na na-invest yung parents ko. May mga lupain kami. Ano yun? Idol na lang. Magbabayad ka lang ng taxes. Wala kang, wala kang, ano, wala kang ganan siya. So sabi kong ganun, teka, ano bang dapat gawin? So hindi ako pwedeng lumingon na ikaw na gumawa nito. Ikaw na. Hindi na ako na mismo. try ko siya. So yun, na-challenge ako. Sabi ko, siguro kaya ko naman. Basta lang nandun yung passion mo. Nandun yung pangarap mo. Tapos talagang syaga. Magpursigi ka. So, yun yun. What motivates me yun? Yung, yung yearning na someday ma-recognize din sa ibang bansa that the Filipino farmers are world-class, magagaling. No? We're thinking farmers. We're very creative. We're in fact magsasakang scientista. No? We're farmer scientists. And we can actually you know, be at par with you guys. Ganon. So, yun yung idea ko. Pero hindi pwede ikaw lang. Kailangan marami. You have to build a community. So, hindi pwede ikaw lang. Kasi pag ikaw lang niya, katawa-tawa, di ba? Anong oh. nangyari? Dapat dumami. Totoo po. Yun nga po, nag-meet tayo at a time na we, we did our training on digital storytelling. Most of our farmers are, yun nga po, hindi po sila digital savvy. Yung iba, yun nga, nararamdaman nila na kahit na they've been doing this for a long time. May, mara, may mga kailangan pa rin silang matutunan. And they're still very yeah. eager to learn. And that's very important. Siguro po ngayon, ano yung mga challenges? Kasi ibang-iba na yung market natin ngayon, right? And in order to be at a yun nga, world-class level, very science-driven agriculture, ano yung mga challenges na kailangan nating malampasan? At ano yung mga pwedeng gawin ng mga ordinaryong tao para matulungan yung mga farmers? I think yung unang challenge talaga yung sina- nabanggit mo na yung mindset, no? Yung attitude dapat talaga mabago na nakupatay, wala nang pag-asa, wala nang mangyayari, yung ganon. I think yun yung kailangan instill sa mga bagong farmers o yung magpa-farmer. Yung mga, talo ni mga bata na hindi nila consider yung profession na to. So kailangan mabago yun. Kailangan maipakita namin, eh. We have to show by example na, you know, agriculture is a, sabihin na natin, lucrative profession. Dapat tignan siya as a profession. Kasi lagi sinasabi, oh, profession? Hindi naman profession. Farmer lang yan. Walang alam. Hindi marunong magsulat. Hindi marunong magbasa. 
hindi, kailangan mabago yon Kailangan mabago yung imahen ng mga magsasaka na ang mga bagong uh, Pilipinong magsasaka ay professionals. In fact, ito yung mga nag-aral. Ito yung nakatapos ng kolehiyo Pero dahil mahal nila ang agrikultura at mahal nila ang bayan, pinili nilang sa agriculture sila mag-invest. Second uh, biggest challenge, aside from the attitude no, and trying to inspire people na, to have a different mindset about agriculture, I think talagang ang mahirap na hindi talaga makontrol, it's really climate change. Talagang hirap eh, no? kahit anong gawin natin, kahit anong effort natin, iba na panahon eh. Dati-dati pag sinabing, ah, season na pagtatanim ngayon ng palay kasi umuulan na. Hindi, yung season na tag-ulan ngayon, papansin mo sobrang init, may heat stroke yung mga tao. So, ibang-iba na eh. Hindi na, hindi na wala ng wet and dry season. I- I- ang nag adjust na farmer, so dapat ang solusyon dyan is to, fa- to uh, farm smartly. Yun yung laging sinasabi. So, sa panahon ngayon na pabago-bago, ano ba yung mga pwedeng nakakapag-adapt agad sa mga pagbabago sa klima? Piliin natin yun. Huwag ka na yung, ito kasing libre eh. yung binigay ng gobyerno. Hindi Isipin mo, ano kaya yung pwede dito sa Rio namin? Kasi kadalasan ganito, kahit bumagyo, magbago-bago man ng panahon, andaling i-adjust, andaling makapag-adjust. So, okay yung ano, okay yung konsepto ng urban gardening, that you're using pots, di ba? Kasi anytime, pwede mong ipasok sa bahay, ipasok dun sa uh, lugar na hindi siya masyadong mababasad. So, that's good. That's a, a very good system na pwedeng-pwedeng gawin ng lahat. And then, siguro yung challenge pa ng isa is, I think yung yung direksyon ng programa ng pamahalaan, well, hindi ko alam pa natin masusolusyon na I think it's government yan eh. But I think we need as a people to unite and uh, let the government know what we want. Na ito yun eh. Makadalasan kasi may mga programa ang pamahalaan na parang iba yata ang nag-isip. <laughs> Dapat i-involve ang mga nasa baba para sabihin na ito, ito yung problema, ito yung kailangan, batila yata iba yung pinupondohan ninyo, samantalang ito yung kailangan. So, mas maganda na mas maraming associations na uh, maglalakas loob na, yun nga, kumalabit ng mga nasa pwesto. Yun yun eh. Uh, para sa ganun, maganda yung mga programa. Yung sa DFT, that's is very laudable kasi, ano nga eh, the only way to go para ka makabenta is e-commerce. So magandang panimula siya, no? I-convince mo yung farmer na, na ayan na ko, yung, yung phone nyo, andali, pwede na kayong makabenta. Kasi iniisip na, ayun phone, pang laro, pang Facebook lang. Pero hindi eh, pang kabuhayan. So okay yun, okay yung ganong programa na yun. Eh nakapag-partner kayo with API. So that's very good. Three, three things, mindset, climate change, and yun na nga, hopefully the government works hand-in-hand with the people para isa lang direksyon, magbago yung administrasyon, hindi mawawala yung programang mainam para sa tao. So I want to ask you, Joe, first. Um, so Leia walked us through her background. She mentioned she had this degree and you know career that's so different from what she's doing right now how do you feel about that did you resonate with that at all mm-hmm. thanks Rosel. um i actually love the fact that leia had a different uh academic background she studied behavioral science right and then 
she even went into politics first before she actually got into farming. I think it's great and amazing when when people know right from the start what they want to do with their lives. It's great, but I find it hard to relate to. <laughs> you know, I think I've spent you know countless hours wondering what I meant to do or what I want to do. You know what my purpose is in this world before. I myself got into permaculture and farming or planting and even my art. And for people who get to where they are in a way that's not so straightforward, like Leia, it's amazing how they get to pull from all their past experiences and inform their current work with learnings from these seemingly unrelated fields, right? So for example, with Leia, she worked in government. So she knew what she needed to do to be able to get the government support na kailangan niya talagang mangulit, right? Because in her past life, she was exposed to how there are hundreds or even thousands of requests that government offices have to, you know, sift through. And it's so easy to just disappear in that pile. So I think given that everything and everyone in the world is, you know, connected somehow, there is an advantage to having a multidisciplinary background like Leia. So, and, you know, it also um, makes us remember that it's important to continuously learn from a variety of fields or areas of life. Like the things we see in, in art or music or things we do every day, just like even cooking or doing the laundry. We have to be keenly aware of things we can learn from those and then use what's applicable to farming or planting, and also vice versa. So I love that aspect of Leia's story. I actually resonate so much with that also. And I think another thing is that she also mentioned that there were a few things back then that she didn't think that she would try out you know, teaching and farming because we all have that notion na ang hirap ng trabaho na to, it's not a profession that gives you status and money. And we still have that. We still have that right now when it comes to farming, right? But yun nga, it's, it's funny how things just happen um, as long as, you know, you're curious and you, you follow that passion. I also like Leia's idea around... Um, Farmer scientists or magsasakang scientista. Ang gandang pakinggan actually non. And of course, I'm I'm throwing this at our the only scientist in the group, um, Chinkin. Uh, you're the scientist uh, here in this podcast. And how do you think can we have a more scientific or evidence-based approach to farming or to planting? Not just on a personal level, siguro. Pwede rin siyang more like general approaches on a, uh, maybe in your town, in your province. Um, yun. What do you think, Chinkin? I think everyone is a practical scientist by his right or her right. And Leia has voiced out doing research and studying in preparation for what she does. And it's similar to Jet doing his homework from our previous episode. Um, she has mentioned her expectations to feed her family, parts of her community, and it's in the context of the technology and current capabilities around her. 
Now, it is indeed possible to have a scientific and evidence-based approach to farming and gardening. And amazingly, you don't need to be a scientist to do so. I mean, common sense practiced by most of us would be to have that curiosity and feed on those questions that make you sleep less at night. From the new knowledge and good practices that we know about, there is that invitation for others to do the same by sharing what we know. Our neighbors might peek at our garden, our other friends may comment on how plentiful the harvest might be, and that simple conversation fuels their curiosity on how they could improve their yield. And this basically identifies the unique problems each of us have. And it starts with an itching question. So before we actually engage with a proper approach, the openness, the attitude, the longing to strive and be successful at something are enough to drive us somewhere to succeed. And a lot may not know it, but some practices are already highly prized and sacred when doing high-level research. Because when we document our processes, when we keep good records of our progress, when we share our findings to those who ask and for those who constantly look for that data online, even in social media. And I'm glad that she expressed the existence of the Agricultural Training Institute because she has conveniently referred our listeners to authorities in the industry. If they wish to pursue passions in farming, even fisheries and livestock, no referral is better than that by word of mouth. And because we are hearing it from a successful person, having gone through the process, and it is fostering others with the right attitude. So yes, we can approach farming scientifically. We are practical scientists. But a great attitude really works wonders. And that's what Leah has exhibited during your interview with her. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I think it's very important also to, to note to our to our fellow plantitas, catanumers, right? That there are resources out there. Um, it's with the government, it's with the, the neighbors, the, the farmers that are already doing it. And the crucial thing is that it's shared. Knowledge is shared. And hindi lang siya nalilimit dun sa academe or, you know, or the intellectual circle. It shouldn't be happening with farming. And I think that's the magic and beauty of it, um, that we can all benefit from that shared knowledge, right? Yeah, and I think it's, it was also striking to me when she emphasized now when they give workshops or when they try to teach other people on their tours about how they farm, they stress that, you know, this worked for us, you know, but, you know, you can try it and it might work or it might not work for you guys. So it is a science, but it's also, how, how would you describe it? There's like, some flexibility. Yeah, like it. a flexible. So that's the art part maybe, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, because we, do, we all have different kinds of soil and different conditions where we are. Correct. And maybe... As you said, different kinds of soil or earth might not be the same as what you have there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was also helpful, I think. Yeah, it's really, I mean, I don't know how else to explain practicality, but when you're reading something online and you doubt it, you always take the information you absorb with a grain of salt. 
And there's that critical thinking that's embedded in each of us. Now, others may have that on most of the time, but even if it's on, there is a price match on the knowledge that he or she knows, but there may be a rigidity into what the knowledge you know can be shared with other people. As compared to very flexible people, they may be more approachable, but the knowledge that they can give might not be the best one or most appropriate one that people need to absorb. I do wonder though, like for example, so I'm growing this vanilla bean plant, right? And when I posted it on Instagram, so many people were like, wow, like how do you grow that? You know, I tried to grow that and it died. And I'm like, I don't know. I just planted it. <laughs> and you know, I didn't do anything special. But I feel like it's like, how do you do the science part of that? Like, do I buy two vanilla bean plants and then grow My them? control <laughs> and experimental group, ganon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely not, not practical, but there are methods. That yeah, be. yeah, I guess that, that's actually something that I want to explore. Mm-hmm. Because good science is really reproducible. Mm-hmm. You tell them that this is how you did it. When they do it in the other part of the globe, they should mm-hmm. be able to be successful at it. Mm-hmm. But I think our instinct to advocate for a for an evidence-based method of doing things is our resolve to make sure that everyone becomes successful at it. But maybe even with the right recipe book, people may do their own shortcuts, may, may do their own modifications, and mm-hmm. it will in, the, in the end affect the end product. Mm-hmm. It might not mean necessarily that what they did was incorrect, but it is their method, and we're, lear- we're, we're all learning from each other. That's true. And it could also be your prior or previous experience, Joe, when it comes to planting. Kasi siguro dahil meron ka ng a bit of experience about other plants, then mas naging lucky ka lang with, with the vanilla. <laughs> Compared to maybe walang experience at all to gardening. Tapos ito yung unang-una nilang pinanem, yeah. ba? So of course it will, will have different results. But um, yeah, totally agree with you guys. What I really like about Leia also is that she was very aware, not just of the, the challenges in her community, but also, of course, the challenges in the bigger picture um, with um, resources and, of course, the big, big picture of climate change, right? We, we try as much as possible to do everything based on research or based on our experience. But of course, malaking kalaban natin, the changing weather, how our produce or our plants react to the changing uh, weather. I'm, I'm going to throw this uh, to Albert because um, Leah mentioned that, that climate change continuously affects our farmers. And with your experience and exposure to to your environmental organization. What are some insights? How does climate change practically affect our farmers and our foresters? Um, and can, can you tell us more about that? Thanks, Rochelle. Before I get into that, I want to get into what many environmental organizations, not only in the Philippines, but in the world, really. The, organizations have found that the most effective way, I'm going to go straight to the solution, Muna, before we talk about climate change, is um, community-based resource management or CBRM. 
So basically, the less technical term is working from the ground up with the community that is like, say, the farmers who are working in a certain community that are affected by climate change. I liked how she pointed out, and I have this quote written down actually, hindi pwede ikaw lang, you have to build a community, sabi niya. Um, that's it. It's, that is the, uh, the root of the solution in combating climate change, right? Um, as Rissell said, um, the environment is definitely bigger than us, you know, in solving problems like um, f- not only climate change, but sustainability, food shortages, um, which are actually interconnected, cannot be solved by one person alone. Climate change is a big global problem of global proportions. So it, it entails not just one farmer or one urban gardener, but a collective voice. Climate change affects farmers by altering the seasons. We already know of, unfortunately, here locally in the Philippines, the Kidepawan um, farmer protests in Mindanao last 2016. This occurred, be, and there, so basically what happened was there were a number of farmers affected by the El Nino drought last 2016 in southern Mindanao, and there were protests. The farmers were angry, and this isn't an isolated case. This is happening worldwide in different communities, different countries. Unfortunately, sometimes the news doesn't get out. And um, scientists have noted that, and the data shows that climate change is making El Ninos stronger. We have what they term super El Ninos, uh, three of which have already happened, one in 1982, one in 1997, and uh, one in 2015. So, and I have the, um, the, re- the resource for this. I'll, I'll post it in the Facebook group. And climate change also affects our farmers of the sea, you know. Uh, it, it contributes to coral bleaching, which also affects our um, our fish supplies, which nourishes us, and um, these fish supplies are literally born and, and are nourished in these coral reef habitats. No? So I guess going back to that one farmer, and that one farmer and her farm, or that one gardener and his basil plant on the windowsill, um, we are all affected by these big picture problems. And to be rooted in both what we are doing with the soil under our own feet, and and at the same time, to begin the journey of digging deeper into issues that affect all of us as a group, or as a people, or as a nation, I believe that we will make this planet a better place to live in. Thank you, and good night. Wow. Thank you, Bo. <laughs> no, no, no. It's true, though. Like, I love that part when Leia said something like, Hindi, parang nakakatawa naman yun kung ikaw lang yung, you know, ikaw lang yung, yung successful farmer. Parang she used a, spe- a specific term, I forget Katawa-tawa. now. But, oh, yes. Katawa-tawa. Which is, you know, it's, I, I'm so inspired by the spirit of sharing and generosity of Leia and, you know, how she looks at the entire landscape. And, you know, it's not just sharing of, it's, it's sharing of everything from knowledge to even their harvest, diba? So it's really, it's great. May halamang bang katawa-tawa? Katakata kaya tayo. Or kakawati, diba? Katakataka nga ata yun. Katakata? Or kakawati? Kakawati, madre de kakao. Pero walang, pero walang katawa-tawa. Okay. Tawa-tawa, meron. May tawa-tawa. May tawa-tawa? Meron. The one they're oh. saying that's, uh, that helps With dengue, dengue patients. Increases platelet or something? Yeah. Is that true, Chinkin? Not oh. sure if you heard of that. 
I think so. Yeah, that's why I, I was it, it was itching my mind there. Uh, apparently, it was some foreboding that you know it has to be mentioned somehow. <laughs> the essence of community is really very important because if we look at it in the lens of climate change, in the end, you're also going to see who helps you out in the hospital, who helps you out outside, who drives you to work, how you how how did this vegetable reach your grocer? The sense of community also entails the help from others. And I think that vision of others is very important because we're not just doing this for ourselves. We're doing this for family to feed them. We're doing this for our community to share with them what we have because you know we're all part of the same earth and we should be able to mingle with everyone. I think that's a very important message from what Albert said and that essence of community should not die down because I feel areas in our country or the world that have lost community are prone to a lot of misgivings and tragedy. Yes. And especially during these times, right? Like having that sense of community, it makes you really look at things with a more positive perspective instead of thinking about just the worst thing that could happen, like, you know, everybody's going to go hungry and all the looting and maybe, you know, other negative things. Why don't we focus on community and building it now while we still can, right? I think there's a lot of work to be done in that sense, but it can be done. And there are already people doing it, like Leia. And when we did our workshop and we had all the farmers there, uh, during the workshop, by the way, we had the farmers and we also had youth um, relatives, maybe their apo or their um, nieces or nephews. And we are also exposing the younger generation about the challenges of of being a farmer um, at their age, right? So there's also that, bridging the gap kind of thing um, with, with, with the, the younger generation. It's, it's a totally different energy and I'm very happy to see that because I'm from Pangasinan, I'm from Region 1 and nagtutulungan talaga sila and Leia would go around kung hindi man sila makapunta sa farm niya. She'll go to the sites in La Union, Ilocos, wherever she might be needed for her knowledge, her inspiration, her energy. And it's inspiring, it's contagious. And one more thing that I think that she really pointed out well is that since we are trying to build a community, we also would have hopefully a bigger voice when it comes to, hey, this is what works for us. This is what should be done on a bigger scale. And that should inform policies. That should inform changes and and resource allotment so we can really help farmers. I was also very curious about what it means for a farm to be a learning site. Here's what Ms. Leia has to say about the process and how you might turn your farm into a learning site too. Yung learning site, um, basic procedure niyan is kailangan ikaw yung farm na meron ng technology na pwede nang i-share. So, 
uh, kung organic yan, kung integrated yan, if you're into rice production, basta as long as you have that technology to share to other people. And then you apply, just go to API, uh, tapos may mga papers pang kailangan lang gawin. But it's very easy. So, pwede ma-access na mga farmers yan. So, pag learning side ka, ko, I always believe na, yun na nga, hindi ka dapat madamot sa technology, sa information, wala kang secret. So, lahat ng pupunta sa farm mo, kayakapin mo sila at tatanungin mo, ano ba yung gusto niyong matutunan? Ito yung ginagawa namin. Ito yung mainam sa amin. Pero hindi namin sinasabi na mainam din sa inyo. Hindi namin sinasabi na it's best. But this one works for us. If you wanna try it, this is how to do it. Yun yun eh. So, a learning site, it's it's a school na hindi, hindi lang ka-limited sa four corners ng isang classroom. So, the the farm is a laboratory. You're free to do trial and errors. You're free, of course, to observe ano bang nangyayari, bakit merong ganyan, ano to, yan. So, yun ang, yun ang kainaman ng learning site. Tapos, uh, may sharing. Yung mga visitors sa pumupunta, sinasabi din nila kung ano yung ginagawa nila sa kanilang lugar, sa kanilang areas. Kasi share din nila yung mga problema nila. Kasi yun lang naman ang, I think, yun ang sikreto doon eh. Yung mga farmers, may mga iba-iba ng ginagawa. May may sadyang kaalaman yan. Natatakot lang na magkwento kung anong ginagawa niya kasi baka sa husgahan. Pero dahil ikaw ay isang learning site, may, mag, may mga ganitong uh, discussions. No? After the tour of the farm, after you share your experiences, pagdating sa bago sila umalis, tatanungin mo sila, kayo po ba anong ginagawa niyo? Ano ba yung mga problema niyo? So, yun yung kagandahan ng learning site. At the same time, uh, binibigyan ka din ng chance ng ATI to earn money kasi you conduct trainings. So, yung trainings na yun, uh, three to five days yan, um, ikaw ang naghahanap ng ng farmers based sa need nila kasi we conduct uh, a PRA, parang uh, chin-check namin yung kanila, ano ba yung ina-assess namin, ano ba yung kailangan, and then we submit project proposals, and then, pabudgetan ng API. So, that's where you earn. Kasi magpapakain ka, ibababayaran yung training hall mo, tapos kung sila ay matutulog, o yung accommodations mo, kung meron ka, babayaran ka nila. So, yung learning site, it's an opportunity also for farmers na hindi lang ma-share yung knowledge nila, matut- matikita pa yung kagandahan doon. Uh, yung isa naman, yung pagiging DOT accredited farm tourism site, Depende yan sa farm, actually. Maraming ways para kumita. Of course, you have the entrance fee. And then you have to also offer different packages, tour packages. So sa amin, meron kaming tinatawag na farm malengke experience, di ba? Kilala siya as pick and pay, pero kaming mas gusto namin farmer level, farm malengke, di ba? Pupunta ka sa farm para mamasyal, pero at the same time, makakabili ka na ikaw mismo pipitas, pipitas ng gulay, Pipitas ng herbs, pipitas ng prutas. O kung gusto mong bumili ng live na manok, <laughs> na yun ang gawin mong tinola, magagawa mo yun. So, merong pick and pay, and then meron yung be a farm for a day. Be a farmer for a day. So, yung mga galing Manila, galing sa mga syudad na gustong ma-experience ang farm life, at hindi naman kaya kasi weekend lang sila. So, be a weekend farmer. Pagdating dito, tuturoan namin sila. Papakita namin sa kanila, ano ba yung ginagawa namin? Tapos bakit namin sinasabi na masayang maging farmer? Ayun, so papakita namin, eh tingnan mo, kailangan mo ng kalamansi. Hindi ka bibili. Meron kang kalamansi children anytime you need it. Ayan, so marami kang source of vitamins. Hindi ka nabibili ng mga uh, supplemental uh, vitamins. Ayan, so 
yung ganon, yung ganong experience. And then, merong mga, pag sa amin, kilala kami as flower salad, merong kaming tour package na nagtuturo kami. Okay? So, ito yung mga tanim mo, anong pwede mong gawin? So, lagi namin sinasabi, ang, ang tagline ng OFR is, ano eh, um, uh, organic farming is fun. So, di ba sabi, you know, planting is never fun. But for us, it should be fun. Otherwise, ayoko na. Dahil nasistress ako. Dapat Ito, hindi. Uh. Dapat i-agree mo yung ginagawa mo. So, yun. Pinapakita namin yung ano ba yung paano mo i-process. Pwede mong kainin raw. Ang, ang tao kasi, parang feeling ko, lalo na sa city, no? Marami silang mga hindi pinapansing gulay. Kasi hindi nila alam kainin, hindi nila alam lutuin. So, kami exactly. dito sa farm, yun nga, dahil naniniwala kami, you have to be very creative. Gumagawa kami ng mga iba't-ibang putahe na hindi laging naihahain no, sa hapagkainan. Pero kami, nahahain namin siya kasi may tanim kami. Tapos yun nga, nakakatawa dahil once na natry nila, uy, pwede pala to! Uy, pwede pala to! Say ko, o, oh, diba? Say ko, ang mga bulaklak hindi lang pretty to look at, but they're also pretty useful kasi they can be eaten, they're edible. Not just by the beast, but also for human consumption. So, yun. That's so, true. it really depends. But you earn a lot from tourism, lalo na before COVID, kasi nga, ang daming dumadayo. Nakakatawang sabihin at isipin na marami nga nang nagkaka-interest. You have students, no, coming in. You have a government officials. You have, hindi lang to farmers. Kaya nga, sabi ko, ang alam ko, paglakbay-aral, feeling ko, mga farmers lang ang pupunta. Hindi. You have people from you know, different places. Meron akong bisita from Palawan. Meron akong foreigner na nagpunta dito. O sabi niya, I like what you're doing. Sabi niya, my wife is a Filipina, so maybe we can do the same. Yes, of course. If if we are able to do it, you can. And even better, ba? Kasi nga, kikwento ko na sa'yo kung saan kami pumalpak, paano, may, paano hindi ka na dadaan sa ganung path. Eh. So, yun. Kaya maraming options eh. Pag farmer ka, hindi ka lang tanim agripreneur ka na. Ganun na dapat ang mindset. Very entrepreneurial mindset. Ay, kailangan po talaga pag, pagdating sa mga ganito. And for the food, I have to say, I I tasted the food at OFR and yes. it's incredible. Wow, thank and you. I, hindi ko pa rin po makalimutan yung inihain niyo po sa amin na um, para siyang giniling pero actually it's puso ng saging and the salad is excelente oh my god naaalala ko pa rin po siya hanggang ngayon the way they prepare the food uh, nakita mo na andyan lang siya tapos it's possible na ikaw pa yung kumuha nun ba? and then they prepare it for you it's an amazing experience at siguro po yun din yung isang kagandahan nga nung hindi lang po nung ginagawa ninyo. Pati yung, kumbaga, collective experience natin ngayon na, na, na nalululong tayo sa plants and gardening is it really connects you to nature, to the natural processes. Kasi yun nga po, hindi natin, ah, yung kumbaga na masyado na tayong nasanay na nandyan lang from the supermarket. Pero hindi natin alam yung proseso kung paano ka nagkaroon ng kalamansi na nilalagay mo sa iyong goto or yung iyong lugaw or that you use for calamansi juice, right? And for me, that's what I'm learning right now. Yung proseso, hindi madali. And it's very humbling and it, it's such a creative process. At the same time, may, may science din siya. For the last question po, 
can you share with us what are your three tanong tips for okay. budding gardeners or aspiring farmers po? Uh, the first is, uh, well, it's no secret, plant what you love to eat. Kasi yung mga nagsisimula pa lang, laging nagsasabi, Uy, ano ba yung mabenta sa market? Ano ba yung mahal? Ano ba yung pwede kong iyabang sa mga friends ko na ako lang yung meron? Kung ikaw yung nagsisimula pa lang at wala ka pang kaalam-alam, pero gusto mo nang magtanim, yun yun, unahin mo, plant what you love to eat. That's what I did. Wala akong knowledge sa farming. Pero sabi ko nga, eh, ano ba yung mga paborito kong kainin? Kamatis, pipino. So, yun ang sinubukan ko. Kasi pag meron kang, meron kang gustong, mang, gustong kainin, di ba? If you, if you love what you've planted, aalagaan mo siya eh. So, dun papasok yung may science kasi susundin mo yung ano bang nutrient sa kailangan nito. Ito ba ay gusto ng full sun. Pero nandun din yung art. Kasi gusto mo, yung tanim mo, uh, you look forward na, okay, may ma-harvest ako. Pero hindi lang tanim, kasi lalagyan mo siya ng uh, ganda, ng arte. So, aayusin mo siya. Para pag nakikita mo siya everyday, maganda sa mata, matutuwa ka, aalagaan mo ng todo. So, that's the first. Always start na plant what you love to eat. Kasi you will look forward to the harvest. Iba yon eh, na iniisip mo, aalagaan ko to para marami akong ma-harvest at ma-share sa iba. Second tanum tip, I think, well, I'm an advocate of organic. Uh, the only way uh, that we can beat climate change and even this pandemic is you have to learn the organic farming system. Sinasabi ko yan kasi nga, oo, may mga gulay na available ng gibilin sa palengke, pero hindi ka sigurado kung anong in-spray dyan eh. So, if you're planting, ikaw na mismo ang nagtatanim, edi, gawin mo ng organic para sa ganun yung tatanim mo, eh sigurado kang uh, walang pesticide. Hindi na ka mamatay. Malinis na kainin, mainam na kainin. At iba talaga lasa pag sinabing organic. And then third, I think these days, no, sa hirap ng, ng pabago-bagong klima, you have to go integrated if you want to be sustainable. Hindi lang ang tanim mo ay puro talong, yung ganon. Diba? So, since ang diet naman natin ay varied din, no? uh, ganun din ikaw. Magtanim ka ng variety. Uh, maging creative ka to the point na pati bulaklak, yung bulaklak na itatanim mo kasi gustong-gusto mo siyang amoyin, yung bulaklak na itatanim mo, nakakain mo din. Siyempre, dahil organic ka, aba eh, siguradong safe, diba? So, I think yun yung three, three major things na uh, pwede kong i-share sa, sa lahat. O, huwag kang matakot, no? Pero sabi nga ni Sir Hill Karandang, no? Farming, uh, hindi madali. It's not an easy uh, lifestyle. It's not an easy profession. Pero pag minahal mo siya, no? It will love you back. And you will enjoy it. Kasi... Ano eh, sabi mo nga eh, you know, to, to commune with nature is basically farming. ba? Kasi ka, kasama mo mga puno, mga halaman, mga lahat ng insekto, iba't ibang klaseng insekto, andyan sa tabi mo. At nakakapag-isip ka ng malinaw, nakakasagap uh, ka ng matamis, hindi lang, <laughs> hindi lang malinis. Ako sa akin, matamis na hangin. ba? It's sweet. In a sense na alam mong walang pollution. So, kami talaga, literal, dito, ka-share namin sa mga puno namin ng mga ibon. Iba't-ibang klaseng ibon. So, 
may enjoy mo yung huni nila. Hindi mo madidinig yung mga uh, sounds na ginagawa ng mga motor, mga jeep. Pero ngayon sa bagay, wala na dahil hindi na sila allowed. no Pero yun yun eh. Uh, going back to nature, going back to farming, organic farming, it's a way to go. To survive. And at the same time, to flourish, no? Eh, yun ang nakikita ko eh. Pag hindi ka nagtanim ngayon, walang mangyayari. Baka kawawa ka. You can never tell with this pandemic, hindi mo alam kung kailan ito matatapos eh. But, you know, ang masaya dyan, it can be done. No? Maliitang space mo, walang problema. You can go into... Uh, urban gardening, vertical gardening, kahit sino pwede. There's no such thing as green thumb. No? Lahat ng tao pwede. Pwedeng matuto, pwedeng magsimula. At kaya. Kaya mag-harvest. So there you have it. Miss Leia shared all her tanum tips, uh, shared all these lessons she learned from having zero knowledge about farming and doing what she does right now. I just want to ask you guys, what one idea resonates with you the most in this interview? Can I go ahead and ask you first, Albert? Uh, sure. Um, you know, one of the many ideas that resonated with me was um, her tanong tip on how to start planting. Um, I like that. It. It's very simple. If you want to start planting, plant what you like to eat. Yun lang. Um, so now I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to plant French fries. I'm going to plant ubi cheesecake. Um, but, well, basically, in <laughs> other words, I mean, in other words, patatas, no? I'm going to plant potatoes. I'm going to find ubi roots somewhere. Sana I can find it somewhere. Or hopefully, when, if we go to the Visayas, go to Mindanao, or go to Bohol, I can pick up some ubi roots and then plant them. So in, it... it it brings me some new excitement because uh, I mentioned to the, our katunumas here and previously and uh, out, outside the recording that I had a hard time with sili because, and unfortunately, it, it's unfortunate because I love sili plants, you know, I, it's, it's, or I love sili. I like adding it in with my patis, the toyo and dipping everything in it, you know. Um, but now I can, I have other favorite foods naman, so I can start frying, making a lot more French fries for free. <laughs> Growing in my growing in our garden, so yun, that 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 was a nice reminder for me. Even though I've been, I have, I've we've had this garden for a while. It it kind of rejuvenated more ideas for me to plant new stuff, and hopefully that inspires those of you listening. If you haven't started yet, um, you can just start off with your own favorite foods and the key ingredients you could start growing, um, in your own home. No, um, actually, I actually took Joe gave me advice some time ago to to plant kamote. And that's what we did. So we, not, we now have a komote plant um, outside. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's what really resonated with me. Yeah, I tried. I am still trying. It's still in the process of um, planting lettuce. <laughs> Supposedly, it's like 30 to 40 days. Pero ngayon, parang almost two months na. Super <laughs> tiny pa sila. So I think I'm doing something wrong or I think I have to research some more. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I would really want to plant and eat lettuce. We can put lettuce in everything. When you guys are planting, so you have your own plants, Rosel, and then Albert can't touch those or... How do you go about your division of labor? 
<laughs> um, actually, the day-to-day of it is more uh, Albert. He wakes up earlier than I do. So, pag-gising pag ko, nadiligan na lahat ng plants. Um, but when it comes to like the seedlings, I, I, I do it. Um, if there's something I want to plant, um, I'd buy the seedlings, try to research it, and then try to bounce ideas with him. And then the advice always is that you just try it out. Just try it out. Just pull it out. But the succulents, he, he doesn't touch the succulents. <laughs> yeah, because I, historically, I do really bad with succulents. Kasi. So um, that's why I've moved on from succulents to the other. Calamansi, oh my God. All my calamansi plants are doing fairly well. But um, really? Oh no way! Yeah, it's it's a, yeah. Well, it hasn't grown, and then it's starting to turn yellow. <laughs> so oh. I guess it's dying. <laughs> oh no! It's so different, no? I guess it's so many different factors. That's oh. true, and I love calamansi. Then, like, if you have a calamansi tree, tree ba siya? Oh, oh. my gosh! Mm. <laughs> you can. Forever na siya, and it will just keep on, you know, bearing yeah. fruits. How about you guys? How are you doing your gardening and planting? I mostly do the planting and everything else. <laughs> no, Chinkin comes to the food forest. And then... <laughs> and then me, me, me hungry. Me pick fruit. <laughs> No, he's he sometimes helps out like pruning trees and all that. But he says na ang favorite part niya talaga is the harvest. The harvesting yes. part. I mean, I, I'm sorry if I keep bringing up the past episode, but Jet mentioned something like it's nice to wake up, smell the grass, early morning rise, but the work is really there and it's toil. And I can see it when my wife comes home early in the morning. <laughs> She's also sweaty. Her white Oxford shirt is full of mud. And I have to do laundry on that later in the day. <laughs> but yeah, I do enjoy <laughs> I do enjoy the harvest of it. And in anticipation to what um, Albert was saying about wanting to plant chili, I could actually feel that his mouth was probably watering already, <laughs> just thinking of what he could do with those chilies, you know, as condiments as an addition to soup or whatnot. I mean, I, I, I for one, would share that same, that same sentiment. <laughs> you, can, you can try growing potatoes in buckets. Okay. We tried it. But I think our main fault was we didn't really put holes um, at the bottom. So the water pooled. But sprout but it just didn't grow and then we just sort of just gave up on it but there are, like there are videos on YouTube na they show you how to plant potatoes in buckets yeah and just across the street the sari sari store Russell pointed out to me I didn't realize this but they have outside the shop two buckets two so- or three pots of kamote and diba minsan nagviney diba ang kamo yes. like that so what they do is they prune it at a certain l- length or height and they just put it back into the pot and yeah. and it's just it's still growing yeah, and, and i'm I, sure they're eating it 
Oh, and what's great about that is they eat the leaves. Kamote tops na yun, di ba? Yes, yes. With anything. It's actually more nutritious than the tuber itself. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I would have it with bagoong and kam- and kalamansi and sile. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have to... Actually, completo are, na, are no? We, are we weird for... Having for our mouths watering. I first had at the thought of eating kamote tops. <laughs> no, it's not weird at all. <laughs> did you have lunch, Jinkin? Yeah. <laughs> I did have lunch. I had a I had a heavy lunch, but I'm just thinking now of kamote tops with bagoong or with something. It's so same. Yeah, but with the the kamote, just that tanum tip. Can I give a tanong tip? Definitely. Because we, we recently harvested, you know, well, we try, we we were looking forward to like a big harvest of sweet potatoes. Because we planted slips, right? Like we grew the slips with the sweet potato in water and then we planted the sw- slips. What's a so slip, sorry, Joe? So when you put sweet potato in water, it will grow, it will grow roots, so water, and then there will be shoots from the sweet potato. Okay. So okay. once once that is long enough, those are the slips. You can just plant that, and then and then that will be your your sweet potato plant. So we we did this about almost four months ago, right? So I was like, oh, we're gonna have so much, you know, so many sweet, sweet potatoes. potatoes. But we got two, two small. Ones. <laughs> to show you here. Oh. <laughs> Not as dramatic. And I think it was a bit embarrassing because we were catching it on video. All right. So we were recording. And then, all right, we're going to be getting it. And then you lift all those tops. You know. And then it was just those two. So I, of course, I'm like, oh. And then so I read up more on it. You should really trim the vines. Like at least, pag three feet na siguro siya, you trim it para the energy of the plant goes Most into the, the tuber, tuber growing the, the tuber. Eh, I, just let the, I just let the vine like crawl everywhere. <laughs> so right now, we could probably harvest maybe 5 to 10 kilos of kamote tops yes. for sure. Yeah. But we're very sure that the tuber underneath would not be big. Yeah. So I guess when if you're growing sweet potato, you have to regularly harvest the tops. Which is what the Sari Sari store across yeah. there is yeah. doing. Thanks for that tanung tip. And we will <laughs> take note of the trimming. I can totally relate to the kamote vine being, you know, all the energy goes outside. Mm. It has to be, you know, under the ground. <laughs> then, <you know>, then. <laughs> um so how about you, Joe? What's your what's that one idea that really stuck with you in this interview? I think it's really Leia's uh, generosity with her knowledge. You know, she said like I was writing down quotes from her. She said something like, "Dika dapat madamot sa technology." Like there are no secrets in the farm. You know, if people visit their farm, our farm republic. So whenever people visit them, they just give out this knowledge. And, you know, having this knowledge circulate the country and in the world, you know, it just makes all of us be better farmers, better gardeners. And also that spirit of sharing, building community grows, like little by little. That's true. How about you, Chinkin? 
listening to Leia made me reflect on why people love to do their gardening or planting. And that love is not shared in magnitude to each one. And each one will have his or her own level of love for that. But it doesn't mean that if you love it less, that you don't love it at all. It's just our own preferences. And she made me respect that. Because if you are so experienced in what you do, and you've experienced teaching a lot of other people on what you do, your love for planting gardening may be so infectious that it may drive them to such an ecstatic state. In the end, we are not there to convince them, hey, plant with us, hey, um, do farming with us. Our ambition really is, this is how we farm, this is how we do gardening, it has made me close to the ground, to the earth, to the community, my family, and it has nourished us. I think that's what really made me think about after listening to Leia. So I thank her for that. Yeah, that uh, generosity and passion for farming and planting, in the end, we all got to find our own um, way of expressing it ourselves right uh like all of us um and even our katanumers we we all will be in different levels of knowledge and experience and passion about it but as long as we're doing it slowly at our own pace and always open to changes and definitely growing that's that's all that matters and so i thank again Ms. Leah Santiago of Our Farm Republic for this wonderful interview. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you'd share our show to your friends, your fellow plantitos and plantitas, or anybody who's slightly interested to start gardening, planting, or farming. We also have a Facebook group, just search Tanum Tuesdays, and that's where we share our show notes and where we can continue our conversations. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank, Thank you. So you. From Manila, this is Albert. This is Rosal. Keep growing. And from Bacolod, it's Joanne. And Chinkin. Keep planting. <laughs>